Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. But anyway, Rob, let's get to it. You mentioned it. Bobby Knight, the legendary coach, most notably uh, at Indiana University. Uh, passed away, just broke, sh- uh, what, a few minutes ago, really. Um, and he uh, was 83 years old. And uh, Rob G., do you have, I, I mean, I don't know that we we can list a few of his accolades, but uh, anybody that's followed college basketball knows that he is legendary and basically known as one of the all-time great college basketball coaches uh, my, I mean, I, I, you know, I lived in Indiana at, at, at the time. No, you coaching. did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I lived in you Indianapolis. Lived everywhere. That's what I'm just yeah. saying. That's unbelievable. I lived in Indianapolis when he was coaching at IU. That was actually the time when Isaiah Thomas was playing there and led them to the national championship. And, um, I went to, I was six, I believe it was the summer between my sixth and seventh grade years, and I was going to, uh, I went to Bobby Knight basketball camp. And me and about four or five of my other friends, my brother, we went to Bobby Knight basketball camp. It was great. Stayed on the campus at Indiana, stayed in the dorms. Um, every night, you know, we'd obviously be playing during the day, and every night, we would watch after dinner, we would watch movie, you know, like some basketball movie where there was more like a documentary or something like that about a great team, great player, whatever. And then Bobby Knight would come in and talk uh, about, you know, basketball, about those players and stuff like that. Isaiah, Rob, now Isaiah came in, it was the summer, I believe, after his freshman year. And he had a great freshman year. And he told us, um, you know, he gave us a nice little speech about the importance of academics and everything. 
And he said he was going to stay, and he does take academics seriously. And he was he would not go early to the NBA because he wanted to graduate. And of course, the next year he led him to the national championship and then went to the NBA. <laughs> and I can't blame him. Um, but he did go back and get his degree, and Isaiah now is a PhD. And so he's very, you know, I know Isaiah well, and he's very, very much about education. But, yeah, that's my personal memory of him. Obviously saw him from afar as a great basketball coach. And uh, there was a lot of controversy surrounding him for sure. Um, But he had a lot of success uh, as it was. Yeah, I think when I think of Bobby Knight, um, unfortunately, uh, as great of a coach as he was, the three championships and all that, the controversy and the bad stuff, is what was the last part of his life and a major part of his story. You know, you can't tell his story, Chris, and gloss over what happened at the end. Like just, oh, well, you know, he just had one little bump of the head and that was it. And you know what I mean? And you would say 95% good and 5% bad. It was bad stuff that he had to be fired from Indiana. Well, he so let's talk about it because he – at Indiana, he grabbed the kid around the neck. Wasn't that – was that it? He had touched he people before. And that, right. that he was told that he couldn't touch, you know, any students. Right. And he did it again. You know what I mean? After being warned and, and, and basically told – But he was, be, that kid, he was grabbed. Didn't he grab him? I yeah, around the I neck. I can't remember his name. I also remember – I don't know if it was during he the NCAA tournament, Chris – he was. He had a whip at practice. He was popping a whip. I still remember yeah, that. That's crazy. I thought that was just like you couldn't do that today. Like if you had, you a, could. I mean, he he couldn't coach. I don't know that he could coach. He would have to totally change his coaching style. I mean, you can be hard on guys, and I I don't mind hard coaching. I mean, that's how I grew. We grew up like that's was coaching, but he went overboard. Like you said, grabbing the kid by his neck. Um, he threw a chair across the court. Right, game. which wouldn't be tolerated today. No. Uh, he also had very crass. You remember he said that, uh, I don't know if it was to an official or whatever, he wanted to be buried with no pants on or something so that, and he would be face down so that they could kiss his butt. You know, just oh, yeah. just stuff like that. But, and, but, but really yeah, to I mean, me, that, yeah. yeah, but to me I'm just saying like, like, there's no way, and, and no one, I mean, he had an unbelievable life and career. And, right. and I'm just saying, there's no way that if you know anything about the man that you could divorce, Chris, the other stuff. It was just too big. He, he became very complicated and embroiled in controversy after controversy. He never right. should have had to leave Indiana. You know what I mean? He never. Right. He, was, he never should have. But, but that he had to go to Texas Tech. And you know, in order to and coach now did that I don't know if that ended badly. I can't recall all the details. Like I said, this just broke, but something happened there. He didn't finish his season there. But am I am I wrong on just saying that that the bad parts are big? I mean, it's well, just hard, hard to ignore. You, yeah, when you think of Bobby Knight, um, yeah, I mean, you think of his greatness as a coach, and like you said, nobody would or could take that away from him. But you definitely, like, really, second paragraph is, is you know, we, talk, we use that as a term of, 
you know, a, uh, right. It might not be in your phrase. lead. Yeah, right. And, right. And you, right. And, and it might be speech. like Bobby Knight was one of the all time great college coaches, Chris. But his uh, second paragraph. But his the legacy is, is right. not without controversy and right, conflict. Right. You know, like that would be right. the way it was was written. And, right. and, and he 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 got caught. And I'm not trying to excuse him because he was just wrong for some of the stuff. But, you know, again, Rob, when he threw that chair across the court, I mean, it was a story, but I, he didn't, you know, he obviously didn't get fired or anything like that. He was, that was an era when college coaches, especially if they were successful, could essentially do what they wanted. And he got away with a lot of mess. And the way he talked to, you know, players and things like that, um, and then, you know, as, as things change in society, um, and then, you know, some of the stuff you see on videotape, right. And, uh, it became something you just couldn't stomach. And, and, um, and the one thing that doesn't matter what era touching someone else's child, uh, was just, you know what I mean? Like that, that was, yeah, never but I think, be cool. I, I think back then, and now there's certainly ways you can do it, but I, I don't know how. Choking the kid in college. Yeah, I mean that. Like, that's like, like that's what got him fired. That's way right, right at Indiana. But I'm saying, um, I mean, I never saw. You know, I I gotta be. I don't think I ever saw a coach hit a kid, you know, or a player at any level. I mean, I saw coaches maybe grab a face mask and drag a kid to this spot on the field where you're supposed to be or something like that. But I, I never saw a coach hit a kid. Um, but he, yeah, he, he, it's controversial. Um, I think it's, you know, it's like, we've been talking about <laughs> great play, whether we, we really James Harden has sparked that. Yeah. Um, yesterday. Right. Just about but, his uh, Harden, right. A Kyrie, a Dennis Rodman, uh, people who have great legacies at what they do, but because things they did off the court, um, or field also were so prominent, you know what I mean? That it's they always a, a part it's a of part your of your story, right. yeah. It it yeah. just does. And I just wonder, like when you Chris, and, and maybe we'll hear from the listeners, but when you hear his name, I guarantee you most people don't think about the three national championships. Really? I bet you yeah, I think that they I, I mean I don't think they that know was three, obviously, but I think but, I I, 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 I let's say I, this way. You mean they don't think of him as the great basketball coach? Is yeah, that that's not saying? that's not the first thing that they think of. I, I think that's that, a good question. I, I think that that's not, not I'm not saying that they don't know it or they don't know that he was a great coach or, or um, like like not like it doesn't matter. But I bet you his controversy and what he did and him grabbing a kid and getting fired, like I think that's the first thing when you hear Bobby Knight. When you hear that name, Bobby Knight passed away. Oh yeah, that was that old coach who was grabbing kids and and. No, nah, but uh, you know. I think that depends on your age. I agree that it it would. I agree that that the negative will be in there. Like even me when I saw, oh wow, he died. I thought great coach and controversial. Like and the things he did were wrong. You know what I mean? A lot of things he did were wrong. Um, I think younger people who really didn't see him, you know, at his apex, probably just think of that old coach that was doing those crazy things. And Chris, here's a, here's I think a story my, real our quick. age and older probably think of 
the great coach, but yeah, man, controversial too. Here's a, here's a name. This is a story from the New York Daily News. Uh, Neil Reed, former Indiana yes. basketball player, yes. who Bobby Knight choked at practice. This yep. this guy died at 36, not from that, but I'm just saying. Uh, what did he die from? Uh, I don't. He was 36 years old. I'm I'm looking at. Yeah, I actually now. remember. I, you remember that? Believe story? it or not, yeah. And in a rec league in New York, when I was at the New York Times, I actually played with him. It's, oh, did for you some really? Reason he was up there. Yeah, he was it, up. It at said he had some season. sort of Chris. I just saw like briefly before the paywall came up. He had some trouble breathing in the morning, and then uh, had a cardiac. Went into cardiac arrest. Wow. And couldn't be uh, resuscitated. Wow. But he was 36 years old when he died. But he was choked. By Bobby Knight at practice. So there's one of those incidents. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you can see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Rob, the big news of the day, had Bobby Knight not passed away, we would have led with this. But Josh McDaniels uh, fired, doesn't even complete his second year with the Las Vegas Raiders. The only thing that surprises me, Robin, we've we've broached this subject before, and I've we've, said we've talked and you about said, it. Yeah, you know should, that. Yeah, he should have been fired. I mean, you could justify it after his first year, but every time I kind of brought it up, a lot of people would say, I mean, people in the NFL, the money, and right? Like that, yeah. Like remember when they fired John Gruden. What do you have, that 10-year, $100 million contract? Right. So there was and like he, 60 left. Six within, years left, right. Right, now, but he got a settlement. A, a settlement. It was a right. settlement, right. He didn't but get all 60. Still, right. right, you still paid him a lot of money to go away and not coach. And now Josh McDaniels has four years, Rob, left on his deal. Was it a six-year deal? It was a six-year deal. So he got four years left. So that was why people thought, ah, they won't fire him. But, Rob, I think, obviously, the coaching job, I mean, it, it, he's been horrible. That team was 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs the year before he got there. And that was after and the whole John Gruden thing blew up in their face, Chris. Right. And they Rich Versace yes. came, the interim, and they, they played well. And then, Rob, they added Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. So you added talent and got way worse. They went 6-11. and 11. They blew – Remember all those blown leads they blew? And um, I think, too, Rob, because the record, I mean, it's, what are they, three and five? Not horrible. Um, Obviously, many coaches, particularly in their second year, get to coach through something like that. But, Rob, you don't have to be a personality expert to see that the morale on that team was gone. It was gone. And I think that's what Mark Davis finally was like, look, this is not going to get better because our morale, and and you saw it through Devontae Adams more than anybody, but our morale is gone. As long as he's here coaching, these guys are not going to play, you know, well. And so I think he made the change for that reason. And I also think, Chris, part of it is uh, the quarterbacking situation. Garoppolo and Hoyer are both his guys. Yep. And and yep. and after that, when Garoppolo got hurt, instead of going to the kid, right? What's his name? Connor, Chris. Hey, Connor. Yeah. They yeah. they decided to go with Hoyer, and you right. know what Hoyer is. I mean, he's just a backup quarterback. You could throw him for a game or two. He's not a guy who's gonna. And why wouldn't you play the younger guy? 
trying to find out what he is, you know, long-term right. and whatnot. Jimmy Garoppolo's not your future. And I think that there was a, a clash there. I agree. Where, you know, where Davis was, Mark Davis was like, dude, no, this guy's hard-headed. He only wants to do what he wants to do. And he has no results. I've told yep. you this before, Rob G. I don't know if you got the number. But, Chris, if you look at Josh McDaniels, after the six game six and zero start with Which Denver, they cheated to get right, and now you and know was we know that out of league about right. Yeah, right. we all know well, he's that fourteen that. and thirty three without that six and zero start. Think about so, that with no cheating. He's fourteen and thirty three, and Rob, that's like a twenty eight percent winning percentage. It's, it's one Awful. of the worst in in history. And um, this guy's gotten yeah. three jobs, Chris. Don't forget, he got the Colts job and stood them at a, up at the altar. He's had three jobs. Yeah, it's it's it it is uh look, I get a guy having a bad first, you know, go round as a coach. I mean, let's not forget Bill Belichick made the playoffs one time in five years in Cleveland, was fired there, and then of course goes to New England and the rest is history. So well, you know, go guys to the Jets can, for one day. Don't forget the Jets show. Yeah, right. He was the Jets coach for one day. Right, and he pulled out of that, and that wasn't that wasn't a Josh McDaniel situation. He just right. you know wanted to Josh better. never showed up. Right, but um, you know, so I'm not saying because a guy struggles his first time as a head coach that he could never get another chance. But Rob, I don't know Josh McDaniels. It was just a lot. There were a lot of reasons not to even hire him. I mean, the cheating scandal was one, as well as the. Just lack of productivity as a head coach in Denver. And he's so supposed to be this offensive and, and guru, as you said, Chris. not going to Indianapolis. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff not to like. Yep. And yep. They, Mark Davis overlooked it. and But this is because I don't know why these owners and people are enamored by the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Like, well, you know why. You're saying they shouldn't be. But, they should, you know, right. they're just but looking they, at a guy sh- that won. Right. Right, but they shouldn't be go given the history, Chris, that most of the other guys who have gotten jobs have failed. I think was it Bill? Is it Bill? Is it Brown? Uh, the Bill only O'Brien, one? Bill O'Brien in Texas. And he, he did fine. He but did they won well. a couple I mean, playoff them, games. Yeah, they won a couple playoff playoffs. Games. He just couldn't take them to the next level. Right. But he's the one that's been the most successful by far. You know, and, and that look, the Patriot way. I've said this, Rob, and you know I've compared the Patriots to the San Antonio Spurs. For many, one, they were both, you know, I don't want to argue over what what a dynasty is, but you know, I consider the Spurs a dynasty. Uh, whether or not you want to give them that, you know, they were a great team for over tw- for twenty years. And same thing with the Patriots, and they both had similar, you know, type programs. And, Rob, one of the keys for both of them, Tom Brady, as good as he was and as good as he became especially, always was coachable. He would let Belichick go off on him in film right in front of the other players, and he he was coachable. He, he, He accepted that. Tim Duncan, Rob, same thing with Greg Popovich. He accepted that. And when the best player lets that happen, Everybody else has no choice but to, you know, fall in line. But you saw with Popovich, Greg, or um, Rob, Kawhi Leonard wasn't having it. Different style of player, like different personality. Like, nah, I'm not going for that. 
you know? And other players were like that. And until they just got Victor Wimbanyama, it was looking bad. And we see the same thing with Belichick. He hasn't been – heck, he hasn't had much success, period, without Tom Brady. Ten, ten times – ten years without Brady, he's coached, and only twice has he made the playoffs. But I, I don't want to take away what he did with Brady because everybody's had great players. But still, every successful coach, I'm just saying – You know, it may not have worked out for him, for all we know. But that Patriot way, Rob, has not had much success elsewhere, or to be honest, without Tom Brady anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's a a lot there, and and I do understand. I just think when you look at the Bill Belichick and and his, his success, Chris, to the side, one thing especially since he's such a defensive guy and that's what his strength is but some of these other guys who who have gone on and I just if I was an owner like even when they went back to Josh McDaniels how do you go back to him Chris like it didn't work out you in mean Denver the Raiders hiring you? yeah like like in the first place like, first of all, I'd be scared to death because what he did to the Colts, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll take right, the job. Right. And then he, he, he uh, stood him up at the altar. But then if they would have done their homework to see, like, they got off to that great start and then it was bad. He also drafted Tim Tebow. Who else did he run out of there in Denver, you know, for, for, so, for Tebow? Uh, Brandon Marshall and, and Kyle Orton. You remember that, Chris? He ran those guys well, running out Running out Kyle Orton is... No, it was Cutler. Not That's what I was thinking of. Cutler. Cutler, okay. Um, chicken Cutler. Um, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Um, but, uh, but my point is, uh, I just I question that he got the other op- this other opportunity. And the offense, which is really the crime, because that's supposedly his strength, right? He's an offensive guy and didn't really know how to use Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had a really good year his first year, Chris, but it still didn't feel like he was utilized like he should have. There were games where he got. He had a huge year. He, no, he ran, I know. I think it was the second best year ever. But he, but there were some games where he didn't have stuff. He was frustrated, obviously. And this year with Jimmy G, it's it was obvious that he wasn't happy. And I just wonder that bad showing on Monday night against the Lions. That probably was just the final straw. My thing too, Rob. And I look. I the, the Raiders have horrific management. Period. All right? And, I mean, it falls at the feet of Mark Davis, okay? And I'm not here to rip him, but still, they just don't do things the right way. And my thing is this, Rob, if you knew and you didn't know, this this was obviously you saw how bad things were, but this, this feels like it was kind of a last-minute decision because if you were new, okay, we're getting rid of the head coach, we're going to play Aiden O'Connell, all right? That means you're starting over, essentially. You're going in a new direction. Why not try to trade Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, for that matter, uh, and, and get something for them? Get some draft picks. Build up a storage house of draft picks for you to really start the right way. And they're going to trade those guys eventually. Dante uh, Devontae will probably be traded – in the offseason, but you missed the great opportunity to move him now or at least to see what, what what teams would give up for him. And if you knew you were going to do this, why didn't you just trade him and maybe Jacobs as well? So to me, that's just another sign of their mismanagement. 
But, Rob, to your point about the Patriots coaching tree, um, Rob G's got some numbers of the Belichick disciples and what they've done elsewhere. Well, they haven't done a whole heck of a lot, guys. Okay, Sporting News identified 10 former Belichick coordinators or assistant coaches under him that went on to become head coaches. I'm not sure we should call them disciples, Chris. Maybe sinners because they haven't done the right thing. (laughs) Uh, Of the 10, only two of them are above 500 as coaches. One of them being Bill O'Brien, four games above 500. Al Groh being the other one. Of course, he only coached one season before going back to college. Al Groh, was he with the Jets for one year? Yeah, so here we go. This is the list uh, in the way they ordered from worst to first. Josh McDaniels was 20 and 33. Uh, Matt Patricia, Rob's guy, 13-29-1. Don't discount awful, the tie. Awful with that the Lions, Chris. Guy awful. had a pencil with a laminated play That sheet. was a 9-7 and seven team he took yep, over. He yep, he took over worse. from uh, Jim Caldwell. Yep. That's right. Ran it into the ground. Joe Judge went 10-23. and 23. Judge Judy was That better. was a nightmare. Romeo Crennel, who somehow got three coaching jobs, <laughs> went 32-63. and 63. Now, he that's the nice one that guy, is surprising. But... Yeah, Romeo Crennel. Three but jobs. What a, where else did he coach? Some of these, and, and Romeo wouldn't fall into this category. Some of these were disasters. Yes. Like Patricia, and I think it's because of their personality. And Romeo was a different personality than these guys. But Patricia and Judge, the arrogance, right? This is how we do it. And I get it. You're a coach. That's what you do. But their arrogance and personalities just made the losing that much worse. Right. And then Rob, you know, hate to bring it up again. You're Detroit Lions. Jim Schwartz. Yep. 29 and 51. Bad head coach. Schwartz Very good defensive like coordinator. Going, right, right, yes. right. He's doing great in Cleveland. Do you, he do had you, a, what, didn't he had a year or two where it was like, oh, he's looking. I think it was one year. Do you remember there Schwartz was a game? Him? I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a game where Jim Harbaugh, when he was the coach of the 49ers, beat Schwartz at the end, and they had like yes. this terse handshake. Yep. You remember, I remember that? that? I remember Like, that. let go of my hand or something. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we move down the list. Eric Mangini, the Manginius, 33 and 47, now does great work for TV. Uh, I wonder if he he wants to get back to the He has some good years, though. Yeah, the Manginius was, and then I I believe, I I don't know if I'm wrong, Rob, you might correct me on this. Was he the guy who first suggested that they were stealing signs in New England? Yes. Okay. And, and well, remember, he the guy that, he's yeah, the guy who was there. So yeah, he, right. right. That was, that so, was, so and you know was, what? I'm not mad. Like, if I know we're playing you, don't pull that mess with us. Right. Well, but that was the whole thing is like, right. I know. Don't, I don't, right. Yep. I know. And then, yep. the, the, then the last couple more recently, Brian Flores, 24 and 25. He might get another head coaching job soon, what he's doing with the defense in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Dable, who started out out of a cannon the first year with New York and now is finding out the other half lives. 13, Man, 11, sure 13, is. and 1. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Four just must-see NFL games. And uh, one of them, as I said, involves the Chiefs, who, look, they're 6-2. and They're tied for first place in the AFC with Jacksonville. They beat Jacksonville, so technically – they actually are in first place. And they got the second best record in the league to the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's not act like they look like garbage. But offensively, they are not anywhere near what we're used to seeing. In the Patrick Mahomes era, they essentially averaged 30 points a game. Some years it's been higher. His first year was 35. Other years have been 28, 29. Um, and now this year, Rob, take away the 41 points. Even with that, heck, we'll start there. They average 23 points a game this year, but which is 12th in the league. But take away the 41-point outburst against the woeful Chicago Bears. Right, and look and who they did they're it averaging against, right. 20. They just scored nine against Denver. Denver, mind you, which not only gave up 70 to Miami, that should be enough, but also Rob gave up 31 to the New York Jets of Zach Wilson. Right. All right? I mean, like the idea – that the Chiefs would struggle, Chris, like that, that mightily, and I get it. You know, Denver, and they had beaten them, what, 15 or 16, 16 times in a row? Times, yeah. yeah, and all that. But still, they and, were and, due, it, right? and it would, okay, they would do to win, but not, not have the Chiefs struggle. They, they could have lost the game, Chris, you know what I mean? Like played a typical game for Kansas City or whatever and then lose the game because Denver was just better that day or made another play. That they didn't, but they have struggled offensively. There's no, you cannot ignore that they're struggling offensively. You just gave the numbers. They're not, they're not good. Right. And um, 
Travis Kelsey, right? We're not the only ones saying that, uh, those of us in the media, but Travis Kelsey, their all world tight end, was talking on his New Heights podcast. And uh, here's what he said about their offense. Our defense is playing their tail off, man. And for us to keep turning it over, putting them in bad positions and then saving our tail, it's uh, it's getting real one-sided. And um, I don't think I've been in a situation where we've stalled this much like as an offense throughout the year, definitely at this point in the season. Um, we got a lot of guys that usually figure out how to get this thing going. Not putting up touchdowns. Uh, week after week after week is it's getting old it's getting old to watch I know it Chiefs Kingdom I know it is it's not like what we've been in the past and we got the best in my mind the best offensive mind in the game we got the best quarterback so this is it's unacceptable Rob your thoughts no I mean he's being honest Chris I mean I think people who are trying to make excuses and oh you know this and that dude just uh, be honest. Look at what it is. Travis Kelsey's not talking about one game or the flu or making an excuse. He said the offense is not the same. They haven't performed. And there's a lot of reasons why. Part of it, Chris, is the personnel around Patrick Mahomes. They got a new offensive coordinator. I mean, everybody wanted to say uh, that uh, uh, the enemy – Eric Bieniemy didn't matter, and he was just a, a standing there, Chris, doing nothing, holding a clipboard, I guess. And he didn't matter, but he's not there. The offense isn't great. The personnel, you keep taking people away from Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick has struggled. I mean, it's, it's all around the board. Kelsey was out, Chris, the first game, right? I don't know. He's not playing like all world either. I mean, he's fine, not as bad as the other guys. But there's a lot of things here on why this offense has stalled. Well, I think there's mainly one thing. Because the offensive line is still top 10 in the league. The running game, Isaiah Pacheco, 10th, 11th in the league in rushing. Runs hard, boy. Uh, Kelsey is fine. He's top he's 10, 11th in the league in, in uh, receptions. and has He missed the game. Uh, or re- in receiving yards. Um, the quarterback is fine. Now, he's he's not having a great season by his standards, but by everybody else's standards, he's playing pretty darn well. The defense obviously lights out. We know what Andy Reid can do as a coach. The problem is their receivers. Period. I'm not saying everybody else doesn't have some. Of course, nobody's perfect. So Kelsey's making his mistakes. Mahomes making his mistakes. The defense isn't perfect. Yeah, we get all that. But the one place that this team is subpar is at receiver. They lead the league in drops, according to stat, statshost.com. They got 18 drops. That leads the league. They don't have a receiver. In the top 50, 50 in reception yards, a wide receiver. Kelsey's in there at 11, but they don't have a wide receiver in the top 50 as far as yards. And that's with a quarterback who's third in the league in yards. So for all this, Mahomes is playing horribly. He's third in the league in yards, averaging 282 a game. And I know yeah, like statist- four quarterbacks. Statistically, only it's like his worst four, season, though. Let's only, just be- yeah, for him, 
Yeah, but Michael it, but Jordan's still, worst season. He had a worse season statistically, yeah, but, but it still but it was still great. But, yeah, but that Michael does, Jordan. You, you, do you think Mahomes is playing great, Chris? Could, could you, I think he's playing well. I, I don't think, think he's playing, playing great, but I think he's playing well. I, I, he's got I 15 get, touchdowns. Only four quarterbacks got more. I know, but he also has eight interceptions, second in the league, only to, to Garoppolo, who's a turnover machine. That's fine. Like, like that's I mean, another part Sue of it. Like, got seven interceptions. And I just wonder, like— I mean, does, they, does, they just throw interceptions. Josh Allen has eight interceptions. I, I just wonder, though, does— when you talk about his greatness, is he supposed to make— like, this is what we always heard about Brady— Oh, who are you throwing to other than Randy uh, Ma? He had nobody. Well, he's got working at Ma. Uh, no, I know, but other than Randy Ma, uh, Tom Brady got guys from uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and we don't even know who these guys are. And he made them better. Has Mahomes, has Mahomes not made them better, or can they not be made better? Is what I'm saying. Uh, he can't, Where, how much of I, that I don't goes on? The Patriots Mahomes. receivers dropping passes like this. I mean, they, like they lead the league in drops. They might have beat Denver. Had, Sky Moore had a pass put perfectly in his hands, and he dropped it in the end zone. Rasheed Rice, who actually is developing pretty well, he looks like he's got some promise, but he dropped a pivotal pass in that game that could have extended the drive. Uh, so, I mean, Patrick, they don't get opened at that well. Like, those aren't things – problems yeah Julian Edelman who became something but you know Wes Welker they didn't really do much before Brady uh or after Brady Rache Caldwell I mean you go way back and yeah it was it was guys that weren't no pro bowlers hardly at all uh for Brady but they could get open enough for it to catch a ball and when it was thrown their way for the most part they caught it and Patrick Mahomes did you know they did have a number one receiver wide receiver last year. Juju Smith-Schuster was their best, but that was enough. I mean, I don't think he needs – it'd be great if he had a Devontae Adams, but I don't think he needs a Devontae Adams to win a Super Bowl. He proved that last year. But, I mean, guys got to catch the football. Guys have to get open. And I don't know. It's interesting, Rob, because Matt Nagy back calling plays. Um, you know, nobody's really focused in on being to me and the loss there yet. I, maybe that – it's interesting. I, I don't know what type of factor that is played in this. But if this continues, I do think that that may be more a part of the discussion. You know, that they miss being to me. And Sam Howell's actually throwing the football fairly well in Washington. I, I, I think we have, to, we have to at least – right, uh, I'm with you on that. Like, I think people tried to discount that he didn't really matter – and things aren't the same. And I, I get the receivers that they're not great. But I just wonder, uh, like, if you're, if you're that great quarterback, aren't you supposed to throw them open? Aren't you supposed to make them better? You're saying guys aren't getting open? I mean, I, I, I get it. The receiving core is not the greatest. I still expect Patrick Mahomes to play better than he has. I mean, Rob, with a receiving core that has, I, I would argue they don't have a number two receiver. That, forget a number one. I mean a guy that on a, on a team could be their number one receiver. They definitely don't have that. I don't even think they've got a number two yet. Now, maybe Rasheed Rice will develop into that or something, but right now I don't even think they have that. And yet they're six and two again. The sky isn't falling. 
They, they still have the best record in the, in the AFC, tied for it with Jacksonville. He's third in the league in passing yards. He's There's four quarterbacks with more touchdown passes than him. Yes, he's got some interceptions, but he's the, Josh Allen has just as many. Tua Tungvaluola has one fewer. You know, so other guys are throwing interceptions too. It's not just him. And okay, so if he has, I, a, I, I if he has a bad, if he has a terribly. bad game, if they have a bad offensive game and they lose to Miami, would I, you start I, I'm to, tending to think that Miami's going to beat them? Yeah, but but I'm just saying, like offensively, if they don't get it together and they struggle again, would you be concerned at that point? You know about what I mean? Him? No, Not just about the, him. I'm about never concerned about him. Yeah, about about just where they're headed. I mean, if if this continues. Not, I mean, look, they're a Super Bowl or bus team, S Bob. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think I'd be concerned. I mean, I didn't pick them to win the AFC. Now they're always going to be in the hunt, so we'll see. But I, this team has earned the benefit of the doubt, Rob. We like we talked about with Purdy. He hasn't, as much as I like him, he hasn't had that track record, that experience, that history, where you're going to let him play through too many horrible games where you're not going to start wondering and doubting. Patrick Mahomes has. Like, he could go out there and throw three interceptions, and I'm not going to be like, oh, there's something wrong with Mahomes. But, I mean, everybody has bad games. The greatest of all time have bad games. But he's earned – I mean, he's played, he started five years and got two MVPs and two Super Bowls. Like <laughs> – no, I, Chris, I'm, but we're not I'm doing not, a resume not, thing. We just no, but about, I'm saying, I'm but, but, telling okay, you, this okay. is why he's 28 years old. No, I'm not. I, I get I'm that. not about to let a few bad games make me think he can't play. I didn't say he can't play. That's not no. I, that never came out of my mouth. My my point is how he's played this year. We know his resume. He's had a great career uh, and everything that's gone on. But but this year looks like like. Two years ago, I know he won the Super Bowl last year. Two years ago when he went to, through that stretch with seven straight games with interceptions, I thought that was weird because he's just not – he's better with, with the ball than that. This year he has eight in the first – how many games have they played? Seven or eight? Eight. Eight games, eight uh, interceptions in eight games. Uh, and, and that's what I'm just looking at. I, I mean, is that – is him throwing interceptions, is that a receiver's thing? I mean, it's all related. I mean, I'm not saying he's playing perfectly. Again, by his standards, this is not a great year. But his standards are so high that essentially every quarterback in the league would take this year. Right, thus far, 282 yards a game and 15 touchdowns in eight games. Most would take that. He's on pace to throw over 30 touchdowns. So, I, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers in terms of never throwing interceptions. And when you watch it, like, he's offensively, he and Kelsey are, like, the only reasons they're in these games. He's scrambling. He's running the ball well, you know. And, again, I'm not saying he, he's not making some mistakes. He's made some bad throws. No, no question about that. My point is just that they're, they're – and, look, like I said, I'm leaning toward picking Miami. I'll get to your question. I'm leaning towards picking Miami to win the game this weekend. Will that make me think the Chiefs are in trouble? N- not necessarily. I mean, they're, they're probably going to lose four or five games this year. And so, no, that won't. Miami needs a win, right? They need to beat a good team for once. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.